Justin, <laughs> sing sing me your favorite song from the movie Cats. Uh, <laughs> um, Sucker. Sing me a song from Cats. How about that? <laughs> what? <laughs> That one about Deuteronomy, though. Oh, I believe, I believe, I believe it's all Deuteronomy. <laughs> you that know was more better. lyrics. You know yeah. more lyrics from this entire movie than I do. It was so. That was bad. better than the movie, Justin. I'll be honest with you. I couldn't. I couldn't. I couldn't look away. Oh, she's walking something, something. Oh, something, something. Oh, somebody. Oh, I believe this is all a Deuteronomy. I mean, it was so yeah. weird. You know more terrible. than I do. <laughs> oh Even you God. just saying something, something, something to a melody is more than I fucking know of these songs. <laughs> you didn't like the first song either? We are Jellico cats. Jellico cats. We are Jellico cats. We're Jellico cats. Jellico cats. No. What kind of cat are you? Are you a cat that wears shoes? Are you a cat with bags? Are you a cat that has stockings in her sacks? We are Jellico cats. Jellico cats. Well, you you actually forgot because the one thing I do know from that song is it does say angel or Jellico cats means angelical cats. Yep. So they set oh. it up as a thesaurus for the rest of the movie because their fucking words are so fucking weird that they have to introduce you to the entire plot of this movie by just breaking down the lingo and jargon they will be using for the rest of this fucking movie. But stay it Not 50 that it times. helped me one bit. I still didn't understand a damn thing. Yeah. But, yep, they spent the movie doing that. So let's just go ahead and get into this and cue up the music. Hey, Cinefans, and welcome back to another episode of the Cinema Slayers podcast. I'm Sterling, and as always, I am joined by Heather and Justin. And if you could not tell by our lovely, lovely rendition of songs, we will be talking about um, whatever the fuck Cats was. <laughs> uh, we're going to talk about um, things with it. I'm not going to say we're going to talk about what we liked, didn't like, and everything in between. We're just going to talk some things about it, because it happened. And uh, I don't know if I have anything for likes or anything for the in-betweens for this movie. So yeah, this is going to be a very interesting uh, um, discussion uh, about this. Um, so Justin, did you like anything about Cats? Hmm. Man, such a difficult question to answer for <laughs> such a memorable um, project here. Uh, I guess if I'm going to give it any kind of compliment, um, I, I would definitely say that uh, I appreciate the, I guess you could say the gusto, the balls, the, the bravery, maybe <laughs> to the come gumption, the, yeah, the audacity, the audacity, <laughs> the audacity, that's the word to come out with something like this. I mean, it's 2019 and just, I just can't fathom that something like this would be released and, and have a, a major, theater release so i mean tim hooper i mean man like and and, I, and all of these people because i mean there's a cast of a lot of talented people that i like in this i mean idris elba judy dench is awesome i like jennifer hudson i mean hey hey, Ian, hey. Ian, say her name right say her name right huh 
It's Dame Judy Dench. Dame Judy Dench. Okay. Dame. Oh. Well, she is a dame. Like that's that's the female equivalent of being a sir. Oh, sir. Okay. So. Okay. Yeah. So right. she is more or less the female version of being knighted. Okay, I did not know that, but now I know. And uh, Sir Ian McKellen. See, I knew his. Um, I like all of these. <laughs> I like some of these actors and actresses. So for them to be a part of this project and for them, honestly, to do this and put their all into it, because, I mean, there were times where I felt like they were really trying. And I don't know what horrifies me more, like that fact or just seeing the movie. But like, for instance, Jennifer Hudson, man, when it came time for her to sing, she I could tell that she really she really let the pipes go and she really put her effort into this song. But looking at this film and everything about it and everything else that followed it, which I'm sure we'll have plenty to talk about in the dislikes. I just can't believe that that much effort and this kind of casting was given to such a project in 2019. So I don't know. Is that a compliment or is it not? You, you, you be the judge, Cine fans, but take it or leave it. That's all I got. <laughs> Heather, what about you? Oh, boy. Um, well, I, okay, I will say probably the only remotely watchable thing in the movie was Jennifer Hudson. Um, I think her song was good. I think that um, she she acted better than anyone else in that. Like you could actually see that she was acting, that she was trying to act. And that's including Dame Judi Dench, who I also love. But Jennifer Hudson seemed to be doing more acting than anybody else really in this movie. Um, I'm not saying that, you know, it's it's a dream girls type situation or anything like that. But um, I think that she was definitely more standout than anybody else in the movie. And um, she was probably one of the only watchable things about it, or at least her song or her part in it was. Um, I mean, say what you will about her in that movie, but she definitely caught my attention more than anyone else did in that. Um, so that's, I mean, honestly, yeah. I mean, I, it's, it's just, it's really hard because I really just, yeah, <laughs> that's what I got for it. I mean, I think that the the feel of it, like you 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 get the right feel of like, oh, this is like a little city or world where cats and, you know, strays and everything run around. Like the world that they created for where these cats are was decent. Um, so that's I'll give it that much for it. Um, and personal preference, I didn't mind the tap dancing cat. I thought he was fine. He was more fun to watch than others as well. Um, most of the movie was confusing. I'm I'm excited to talk about that part of it because <laughs> I want to know if everyone else was just as, uh, you know, confused as I was with it. But that's honestly, truly the only compliment that I will give this movie. Um, surprisingly, I do have a like for this movie. Um, my hats go off to the director um, Tomothy Hooper. I'm just going to call him Tomothy <laughs> to make it proper. Um, my hats are off to him because he is apparently the biggest con man in the history of Hollywood because somehow that motherfucker convinced anyone to give a dollar <laughs> to make this movie. <laughs> and then after that, he convinced people to be in it. Legit people. 
no, I'm just going to say people. And then he tricked me into using one of my AMC A-list reservations on this movie. <laughs> so kudos to you, Timothy Hooper. <laughs> you sly bastard. <laughs> and he's done so many other movies that are more noteworthy and good. And so it's interesting. I don't give a fuck what he's done. He's conned you. He did this. And he also did a great job on the advertising because the previews, uh, granted, they looked awful, but there was something about it where you were like, okay, I want to give this thing a chance. And I don't know if that's what he was going for. I'm sure he was. Like, look, this you think this is bad, don't you? You know this is going to be bad, don't you? But don't you want to see the car wreck? And I really think that was the strategy. That, was, that had to be the promotional strategy. Cool behind the previews and i think that uh he succeeded because he got my ass in there so i mean i mean like <laughs> like i said i think that goes to just the sheer audacity that this film had to even just bother existing <laughs> oh that's so perfect all right so we're 10 minutes in let's go ahead and move on all right so dislikes um yeah fuck this movie <laughs> hmm yeah just fuck elaborate on um, the fucks well, okay, and I'm going to say this. If anybody is listening to this and has any small kids in earshot, um, just pause this and listen to it when you don't, because I'm about to say some things. Um, I have a problem with any movie that has Idris Elba in it, and it makes me not get hard for him, <laughs> because that's the easiest thing in the world to do, <laughs> is to get hard for Idris Elba. <laughs> and somehow, this movie... <laughs> Made me not get hard for him. <laughs> I did not think that was possible. Oh, my word. Like, this movie is one special magical movie because it has Sir Ian McKellen, Idris Elba, Dame Judi Dench, Taylor Swift, Jennifer Hudson, and somehow all at the same time, it made me hate all of them. <laughs> Which I also did not think it was possible. I hated all of them. With the fiery passion of something. Because I don't want to say like a thousand burning suns or anything like that. Because I don't know if this movie deserves that. But it, it stirred up something in me. <laughs> of just utter disdain. Um, I, I have no fucking clue what happened at all. Like my understanding of the movie is uh, the one cat got abandoned. And then she tricked Jennifer Hudson's cat into more or less committing suicide by hot air balloon. <laughs> As far as I know, that's the plot of this movie. That's just, that's, because she, yep, she wanted to take her place. She was vindictive. Yep, there it is. Yeah, she was just like, oh, fuck. All these cats love me, even though I just got shown up. And so I'm, uh, I'm going to trick Jennifer Hudson into dying. <laughs> like, I don't know what else the plot of this movie was. Because that was it. That's what I saw happen. <laughs> I mean, there was a song at the beginning. Like I said, it gave us the lingo for the rest of the movie. And yet I was still utterly lost <laughs> through every bit of this movie. I don't know anything about this movie. And I feel like I know less now that I saw it. <laughs> like I feel that before I watched this movie, I thought I knew what a cat was because I, I, I thought I had four of them. <laughs> but then after I saw this movie, I don't know what the fuck those four things are running around my house. This movie has made you question your cats? Oh, that's upsetting. I don't even know what a cat is. I don't. Do my cats have the ability to fucking nightcrawl or teleport? Because these cats did. 
do do these cats have the ability to perform magic tricks? Do these do my cats have the ability to do ballet dancing? I don't know. Only if they're jellico cats. Well, yeah, and I still don't know what that is. I know that they had a song that <laughs> said it a lot, but I don't know what that is. Um, I don't know what a rum tum tugger is. Apparently, he's an ornery cat that just does whatever he wants. You know, if you're like, here, have some salmon. He's like, uh, I want trout. And I'm like, yeah, okay, just leave the fish there. The cat's going to fucking eat it anyway. I don't understand the point of this song. Um, I don't know what was special about Rebel Wilson's cat. Uh, there was this other cat that was like her her suicide coach. I don't know how else to describe that one cat. But he was the one that was like coaching her to commit suicide via hot air balloon. And... <laughs> apparently her talent was fucking getting cockroaches and mice to dance and perform songs i guess which sure i i don't know i honestly don't fucking know what that was about because it was just like rebel wilson i don't know licking her own asshole for a little bit and some cockroaches dancing around (laughs) i have no fucking clue what that was about then like i said rum tum tugger which is jason derulo is that his name? I fuck. I don't know how to say his name, but yeah, yeah, that's right. I thought I knew how Jason Derulo sang because he's a pop star and I typically can follow his songs, but then he sang in this and I didn't understand a single fucking word. Um, yeah, his was really hard to understand. There was a, there was a song about how a cat's a good magician and I'm like, okay, I guess. Um, I don't know. Uh, Jennifer Hudson had a song that I know the first line of, and that's it. And I only actually know it because of School of Rock and not really this. Like, what's her name? Miranda Cosgrove's character in in uh, School of Rock when she's trying out for the band. She does the memories all alone in the moonlight. And then Jack Black's like, oh, you can't sing. You're going to be the manager. I didn't know that was a cat song. Right. I had no fucking clue. And then I kind of think Jennifer Hudson saying that she could have said something else. She could have pulled the Jastin. She should, she could have said memories all alone with my moon night. And I wouldn't have known the difference. Cause I couldn't fucking understand a single fucking word she was singing. <laughs> um, old Deuteronomy was a cat name. Oh. And I'm just sitting there thinking who the fuck actually names their cat Deuteronomy. Like all four of my cats are named after demons. And I still think Deuteronomy is a weird name for a cat. Um, I, I don't know what Idris or uh, yeah, I Idris, Idris, whatever the fuck his name, Elba. I, I don't know what, I don't know why McCavity was that bad. They just kind of said he was bad and he would teleport people onto a boat, but I don't really know what was so bad about him. I mean, he didn't kill anybody. He just put them on a boat, which I think is infinitely more humane than putting them on a hot air balloon off a chandelier. Like what the fuck is that? But somehow he's the bad guy. And I just don't know what really made him that bad because he would just show up and everybody would be like, oh, I'm scared. And then he'd go away. And I'm like, when is he going to do something bad? Even when he was kidnapping people, I'm still thinking, but wait, when is he going to do something bad? And then like Taylor, Taylor Swift shows up and I thought I knew how, how she sang. I, I, I went to one of the Chicago dates of her uh, 1989 tour. I understood every word of her concert perfectly. I just know she said the word McCavity a bunch of times in her song. Other than that, I'm assuming she said maybe a the every once in a while. I have no idea what any of the words were. But she was just pouring catnip over everybody and just turning it into a weird Matrix-like cat orgy. And that's it. That's all I know. <laughs> and then, like I said, and then they and they want to go to some place called the Heavy Side Lair, which well, I don't know what the fuck that means. 
but apparently it's a good place. Still no idea what it is. It's apparently a chandelier that hangs off a fucking hot air balloon. And Jennifer Hudson's cat died. Just hanging there with no food. No way to get to the top. Just hanging and dying. Like, that's a fucking dead-ass cat on that chandelier. What? I, I just... No fucking clue what anything was. And I, I, I've never seen the musical Cats. So maybe in the actual musical, all this is better done. But, yeah, I've got no fucking clue what actually happened during any part of this movie. Like, I, I really am, in a way, like, lost for words. I kind of feel like my mind spent the entire movie trying to actually understand what the first song was, and I just was never able to catch up. I was just behind the entire movie. Like, I mean, and part of it could be my weird thing with musicals. Like, these older-style musicals, like your Phantom of the Operas, or your Les Mises, or your Cats, apparently... I have a really hard problem when it comes to uh, understanding that operatic style of singing, especially when it becomes a choir or an ensemble doing it. The words become very muddled to me, and I lose it. I just can't understand it. And I think that that's one reason why I absolutely loved Russell Crowe and Les Mis, because he sang it like a rock opera, and apparently everyone hated it. I loved it because he was the one person I understood what the fuck he was singing. But like in this... I didn't understand a single, single fucking song from beginning to end because of just that style of singing. And, you know, maybe that's a good thing or a bad thing for this movie or the play, depending on where you land with all that. But it's just when you're watching a musical and the whole point of the songs is more or less to tell you the story and you don't understand a single song, it becomes impossible to invest anything in what you're watching. And like I said, maybe that's not a bad thing for this movie because for all I know, the play is the exact same way. And I wouldn't have understood that either. You know, there, you know, maybe there was just no way because of how my ears are or anything like that, I would have enjoyed this. But when you have that intermixed with what can only be described as an abomination and bastardization of CGI by making these performers literal cat people, which is just an assault on the eyeballs and not in like a good way. Kind of like, let's just take the movie Life of Pi. I can argue that Life of Pi is also an assault on the senses when it comes to the visual representation it brings to the table. But it's in a very awe-inspiring way. Like you're watching this and you're just going, how the fuck did they do any of this? Uh, kind of like WALL-E when they're out in space. It's one of the most beautiful things you'll ever watch. And somehow the same technology was used in this movie and literally made me ponder on whether or not just Hollywood as a whole should just end now and never make a single thing again. I just, I don't know. This movie has made me question existence and not in a good way. Um, uh, yeah, uh, I don't know. One of you two, I don't know. Somebody else say something now. I don't care. I don't think this movie cared. I don't care. Um, yeah. So <laughs> I do just want to uh, also, I mean, it's hard to not agree with everything that you said. So I do like I'm it's almost frustrating to me, though, how pointless and terrible Rebel Wilson's character was or her cat was. I don't think she was funny. She was supposed to be a funny cat, right? Like that was her thing. She was supposed to be the funny one or whatever. Sure. Everything she was a that cat. she That's did. All I know. Everything she did 
felt so forced and so like just not funny at all. And like in other movies I've seen her in, I don't mind her. I think she can be funny. But in this, she was just not at all funny. James Corden, who I love as well, not really funny in this at all. And they're supposed to be... I forgot about him. Yeah. I completely forgot about him. Yeah. So, I mean, they're supposed to be like the comic reliefs and everything in the movie. And they're just... It's terrible. And they're both just generally funny people. And this movie somehow made them just not funny. And I just... And Rebel Wilson just especially... Like, especially her. She was so frustrating in this movie because I'm like, what are you doing? Anything that you're doing, what what is it? I don't understand anything she did in this movie. So, you know, and it's not even like she has the most amazing voice either. So I'm like, what is her purpose in this movie? You know, it was just really frustrating, honestly. Um, Yeah, I think none of the songs were memorable, really, or catchy. There were a couple of them that I was like, okay, of the songs, this is probably the best or the most catchy, but none of them were catchy. None of them were good. Um, They didn't really, and kind of like what you were saying, like they didn't really, they told a story during the singing, but not, it didn't feel like it was the story of what this movie was supposed to be about. They were all kind of like side notes, you know? Like, and it was just like, I mean, you're not really introduced to anything about most of these cats prior to them just singing whatever solo they were singing. And it's just like, okay, I get that this is probably would have been a bigger moment if I knew anything about what was happening prior to this. So it was just really messy. It was a messy movie where nothing really seemed to make sense. The only moment where you feel like it had even a little bit of like a deeper level to it was when um uh victoria i think was the main cat victoria and uh sure sure (laughs) and jennifer hudson's character had like their like back and forth song that they did for a little bit that was kind of the only moment where i was like oh okay so this isn't just like i mean it's a song that's supposed to be about something deeper still didn't really go with what was happening in the moment None of the songs really felt like there were hap- like songs that were fitting well with what was happening in the moment. But that was, I mean, <laughs> it was less annoying than the rest of the songs and what was going on. So, yeah, it's just, it's messy. It's so messy. And, like, I get what you mean, too, because I'm a huge Taylor Swift fan, too. And I'm like, what, what is she doing in this movie? What is, what is this? Um, she was more understandable. Her song was more understandable than the other ones as in like you can understand what she's saying better than some of the others but there are a lot of the songs where i'm like what are they saying like i don't get it and especially (laughs) sir ian mckellen i think he's great i could barely understand anything he was saying in this movie um even when he was singing and he was singing i guess in character and he's like this really old cat and just everything he's saying has like a shaky voice with it and i'm like i have no idea what you're saying so it just was not a very well-executed movie at all. And the songs are just... And it's really... It's shocking to me. I'm like, this is like the longest-running Broadway show. And I don't know if they're still doing it, but in the past, like, it's the longest-running one. And I'm, I can't imagine why based off of this movie. So something in the Broadway show has to be better than this because if this is what it is, on Broadway, then what are people doing? And why is it still even a thing? Like, it just, it was infuriating 
how confusing this movie was and how pointless I feel like this movie was. Yeah, that's what I got. <laughs> I didn't even know it was the longest running Broadway play. Yeah, it's definitely like, one of them for sure. I, kn- I know Broadway has given us a lot of great things. Like I'm a huge fan of Rind and Wicked and Hamilton and Hairspray and Dreamgirls and Grease. Like Chicago. I love all these things. But you know what? Fuck Broadway. Fuck Broadway. I hate it now. <laughs> Justin, what did you not like about this movie? Hmm. Oh, never, never was there ever a cat so clever as magical Mr. Mustafali. Mustafali. That was the only catchy song, I'll be honest. Never was there ever a cat so clever as magical Mr. Mustafali. Mustafali. (laughs) Yeah, that's one of the only songs that I did not mind in this show. Okay. Or a movie. I didn't know that's what was said. <laughs> I, I didn't. Never know. was there ever, man. A cat so clever. Okay, look. I mean, honestly, everything that you guys said, how could I disagree with it? Agree with it? What material could I <laughs> offer from this film to counter anything that you guys said? But really, to me, this is just um, a harsh lesson in not everything on the stage translates to film. I think that that's really the biggest problem because I don't know how many Broadway plays both of you have been to, but, but for me, and I'll just speak from my own experiences, there's something um, important about, or at least magical about being there live and seeing the dancers do all the different choreography and stuff like that, seeing it live, seeing the set pieces um, put up and taken down in mere moments and seeing all of these actors perform on screen live and the spotlight hits them and all these different things and the music it just all of it's being played there in front of you so it just feels like you're getting something special all of those elements come together and it really just it's like when you go to a concert or anything like that there's just something special about being there live and different things like that and a lot of times when something like that comes to film, there's a lot of di- the presentation is completely different. We're not there to see any live dancers or anything like that. So, um, you know, when you have these dance numbers and it's cutting every five seconds. And so you see somebody doing something, then it cuts and somebody else is doing something, then it cuts. You know, you just don't get a sense of depth or how much skill was involved or you know was this just multiple takes and they said okay action and then these people did something all right let's move over here with the camera okay action and then these people did something and then the i mean it just looks so shitty you can't tell who's really there and who's not half the time and and like it just looks so bad that i couldn't even focus on the dance moves or the choreography or anything because it just looked so poor. And I feel like if I was at a live show, all of these things would translate better because I would get to see these amazing dancers doing these dances. Maybe they would have cat costumes, but I'd probably accept the appearance of them because I can literally see that it's just a person in a costume and I get it. I'm still gonna be able to suspend my disbelief. Just like when 
a performer on stage is acting like they're holding a coffee cup or something and they're really not. Or, you know, if you were in a movie and somebody is acting like they're holding a coffee cup and sipping coffee like they're, you know, unless it has the proper context in a movie, that's just going to look stupid. But on stage, you can get away with some of those things, right? Because we understand, okay, they didn't have that prop or, the, you know, there are props that they don't have, but we get it. We imagine that those things are there and we roll with it. So on stage, you can get away with certain things. But it felt like for this, he was like, look, I just want to put what's on stage in the film. And that just, to me, was just a terrible idea. He had all the songs. He understood what he wanted to do. He had the songs lined up. And from what I understand, I've never seen this Broadway play. And I think that would provide some great perspective on this. But from what I understand and just from what I've heard, it's pretty much pure singing. Like there's hardly any dialogue. There's hardly any of that. It's basically what we got in this film. There's hardly anything to tie it all together. The whole story is supposed to be told through all the singing. And maybe that translates better on stage. But for this film, all it felt like to me was this. And you can guys can let me know if you felt the same way. But it was like, okay, we get that this cat was abandoned and she's in a trash bag or something like that. They scratch and out she comes. And then the movie just proceeds to introduce different characters. And they're all contestants trying to get to this hot air balloon to ascend to heaven or something like that, which I guess the metaphor was about uh, going to heaven or ascension or reincarnation, some sort of message like that, I think this story is going for. But I mean, I can't even really be sure. Or we'll just go with death by hot air balloon, like what Sterling said. But either way, they're all kind of competing to get this hot air balloon prize. And we're introduced to these different cats and they've all got something special about them. They've all got reasons why they think they should be this chosen cat. But there's no exposition to tie all of this together. There's not really a story. I just kept being introduced to different cats. Okay, this one is fat and and funny and likes to eat cockroaches okay this fat this cat is 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 uh, is the black one and he's r&b and he gets all the ladies and he's got um <laughs> um you know he's sings r&b and he doesn't want milk but then he really wants milk and he's picking up all the 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 cat ladies at the milk bar and then this cat is a railroad worker and he is and, and he's got everybody dancing on a railroad and oh he's jumping around and he's really into trains like all i kept getting was these cats with all these different characteristics but none of it was adding up to a story and then idris elba's cat uh maccabee mcavoy uh McCavity. McCavity was his name he was like oh i'm not gonna let these cats do this i want to be the one that gets on the hot air balloon. So I'm going to stop everybody from doing this because I'm evil. I didn't understand why he was doing what he was doing. And even in his song, the, the, there was no clue as to why he was doing this or why he cared so much about this or why were you trying to stop them? And this maniacal plot of teleporting cats to this boat, like nothing made any sense to me. And I was just looking and I was just waiting and waiting and the movie just keeps introducing cats and introducing cats then it introduces them and they disappear 
So I don't see them anymore. There's no way to develop them with the main cat of the, with Victoria, our main cat of the story, because typically they would do their introductory song and then McCavity, Idris Elba would come and go, ha, ha, hey, come over here, cat. Let me show you what I got over here. And they would go, huh? And get disappeared onto the boat. And that's what, and then the movie would just continue. I mean, <laughs> I mean. No one noticed. Yeah, yeah no right. one noticed. After, yeah. After, after swooning over them or purring over them and g- d- joining them in all these dance numbers, they would just disappear and nobody would care. And like, it was just the dumbest thing. And like you said, Rebel Wilson, like you saying that that was unfunny and that didn't work was clear, was an understatement. I mean, let me just talk about this <laughs> Rebel Wilson cat song. I mean, there's one part where she rips off her cat <laughs> fur and yeah. underneath it is, uh, is clothes, <laughs> like a, yeah, a suit and more oh fur. And so... I've got all kinds of questions about that. Like, how? She does that twice. Right. Yeah. Like, I mean, I've got all sorts of questions about that. Like, the time that it would have taken a, a movie about how that cat prepared that performance would probably be infinitely more interesting than this movie I got. Because, I mean, so, uh, so you were wearing a suit? the whole time and then when you were captured did you put the suit back on like that was so weird and then she's got these rats doing dances and stuff like that and i mean the faces on those dancing rats when she opens up that compartment and there are rats doing dances they just looked so shitty and terrible and then she uh gets her hand caught on a mouse trap and she's like oh and like she's doing all this slapstick stuff and none of it is funny at all and then she goes oh guess what else i got and under this table or something she's got these cockroaches like doing some sort of dance routine and if they get out of line she's eating them so this cat is just eating these cockroaches and i mean all the other cats are just staring in wonderment nobody thinks that's disgusting nobody i mean it's just happening like it was just the weirdest stupidest shittiest shit you know and i mean and like stuff like this just continues to happen or another one that stands out to me was it was towards the end of the film with judy ditch of oh deuteromity oh you know uh miss deuteromity oh my god and that ending scene where the camera focuses directly on her and she's telling us how we should address a cat like you need to uh, yeah. address a cat what was that that was the dumbest way to end a movie it was just so stupid it was like oh you don't call a cat by that oh you call a cat by this and you address a cat as this and you can address a cat as sir and you can and she's talking about what and a cat is not a dog and i was like a cat is not a dog don't tell me that that is one of the lines please don't tell me that that is in the actual song that a cat is not a dog please tell me that that is not in this and this is considered great music like i was just so infuriated with that scene and she's just looking at the camera and just like talking and like that that was just by that time it was already too much but you're an hour and 20 something minutes in and then you get that how to address a cat so 
So Sterling, you can start with that. You said you don't know your cats anymore. Well, remember, they're not dogs and you need to address them pro- <laughs> properly like a gentleman. Right. And then they will respect you because apparently that's how you address a cat. So remember, man, I call one of my cats fat boy all the time and he loves the fuck out of me. <laughs> so fuck that. Right. Yeah. Like, and it's also one of the things it's like, like you said, like a cat is not a dog. Well, no shit. That's why I like cats because they're not dogs. Right. Yeah. Like, I mean, I know it sounds, you know, obvious like Justin's referring to, but at the same time, it's like, well, yeah, that's why we like cats. That's why cat lovers love cats because they're not dogs. <laughs> Like duh. Oh my god. Like, and and also one because neither one of you brought it up. Why the fuck were some people wearing coats sometimes and not sometimes? And like what the fuck was the deal with that? I know. Yeah. Like why were they wearing coats? Don't know. I was just very perplexed yeah. by that. Yeah, it's something and like Oh, go ahead. <laughs> and sometimes they looked better with the coats. Like I feel like Jennifer Hudson's cat looked better with that with the coat. I thought Rum Tum Tugger looked Idris better with Alba. the coat. I thought McCavity looked better with the coat. And then all of a sudden they would just not have the coat anymore. And I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? Like McCavity looked just downright abysmal when he wasn't wearing that cat or that coat and that hat. Yeah. Wait, who? Like Did you say McCavity? McCavity. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like at the end of the movie when he's like, no, I'm going to die on the balloon, not you. And jumps on that rope. And then just falls on a statue or whatever. And he's just like curses. I'm like, he looks so fucking bad. Yeah. Like, and that's your boy. So that's upsetting. Yeah. But like even small things, like I feel, I feel like an hour and a half was cut out of this because there's just no other way to explain what the fuck was going on. Like even the little things, like whenever all the cats escape from the boat, and all this other stuff after Mustafa's, I don't know, you know, gained a level on his teleportation technique. <laughs> and so all this shit happened. And so McCavity grabs Taylor Swift's cat and like he's like, come with me. And they teleport off. But then the next t- thing you see is McCavity by himself trying to jump on the hot air balloon. What happened to the Taylor Swift cat? Right. Did he kill her? <laughs> Did he just teleport her into like the bottom of the ocean before he came back (laughs) like what the fuck right i'm just so confused by this and then like you know you had those those two mischievous cats that were like if something ever bad happens it's us and i'm like no one in the history of ever has said those names that you call yourselves (laughs) that you're saying that people say every time a glass breaks yep like those are just not things people say (laughs) at all like i don't even remember what they were And I just know it's not something people say. But then somehow they were all of a sudden on the bad cat side. And then then also whenever the Taylor Swift cat was essentially roofing everybody, you know, they were a part of it. But then there was also this other random bad cat that showed up and was helping everybody. And then she was just gone. I'm like, I am so confused by what cats are what. Like outside of the few main cats, if you will, I have no fucking clue who anybody was. And then, like, uh, what the, the I, I want to say the main guy cat who was like the cat leader who looked like a weird cat version of uh, what's his name from that '70s show, Topher. Uh, Topher Grace. Grace? Yeah. Yeah. He kind of looked like him. Yeah, he actually looked like a uh, the guy Hugh Laurie. 
Was that his name from a house? He looked like a young version of him to me. But yes, I know who you're talking about. Maybe. But then what was his point? All he did was like bounce around saying, oh, this cat's going to win it all. And just kept like, he was like the Don King of ever, like, per, like being a hype man for everybody else. <laughs> yeah. Right. And then like he would get mad at cats for doing stuff, but then not like when everybody was like, when the cats were like making fun of Griswolda or whatever the fuck Jennifer Hudson's cat name was. And they're like making fun of her and they're like, haha, you got hit by a car or whatever the fuck they were saying. And then at first he was like putting his hand on their heads being like, come on guys, be nice. But then he just started singing the song too. I know. I noticed that. I was like, what is the deal? I was so confused by that. And like, it was one of those things that that's actually something that cats do. Like they'll put their paws on like another cat like that all the time. Like I've seen that, especially bringing like kittens uh, around older cats and stuff like that. Like when a kitten wants to be playful and the older cat will just like put its paw on it being like, bitch, please. And that's what that cat did. But then, like I said, then he just started singing the song too, where he's like, ha you got hit by a car or whatever the fuck that lyric was. And right. I was just so confused. And then he was like, you know, they had the, the song that cats have multiple names. Like there was the cat, there was the name that the people give you. And then there was the second name, which I don't know what the rules were for that. And then yeah. the third cat name was the name that the cat knows if it stares off in the distance while doing ballet dancing or something. <laughs> I don't know the rules on it either. And I think it's because I never was clear on the rules for the second name. Yeah. So if I don't understand how you even get to cat name two, how am I ever going to understand like the final form cat name? Yeah. And all the weird chanting. That was weird. Yeah. I just, I can't tell you, I have never been so dumbfounded or lost in a movie <laughs> ever. Like I thought I knew what a plot was. Or just a basic narrative structure? And maybe I don't. Because I'm, I, I I just can't believe that a movie would have so little of that. Yeah. And exist. <laughs> I mean, this movie makes the plot of Rambo Last Blood look like the Shawshank Redemption. <laughs> oh, no. This movie made me want to watch Midsummer to cleanse my palate. Oh boy. Of just visual monstrosities. <laughs> this movie made me want to watch Venom. Hey, oh. So that way I could hear a funny joke about turd blowing in the wind or some shit. <laughs> oh no, that's so terrible. <laughs> that's a high level of. This movie yeah. made me believe that maybe the movie The Joker was original. <laughs> this movie. Made me want to not watch a movie ever again. Oh boy! <laughs> Damn! Like us, the end of our podcast. Thanks, cats. <laughs> like this movie made me want to watch the version of Sonic the Hedgehog with the original hedgehog design. Stop it! Oh Stop it right now! <laughs> That's what got you, Justin. <laughs> Stop it, Justin. Am I wrong, man? Why the hell were? How come sometimes they will walk on two feet? <laughs> He just completely Dude. avoided. <laughs> I'm shaking my. They were crawling, or yeah. Were you, were you guys? Were you guys also just like I don't want to say weirded out, but just uneasy with how they would go from like crawling around on the ground and then doing like ballet moves? <laughs> yeah. 
Yes, it was a terrible juxtaposition. And then sometimes they would look like they were horny or purring or the way that they would look at somebody who was dancing and how they would just look all like like look all like that oh like, no like, we're about oh, every cat sex. in this movie like, wanted to fuck sex right now know. and like, it was so <laughs> weird and uncomfortable <laughs> seeing judy Dench look like, like that even yeah even that ballet <laughs> dancing part like i was like what's going on right now what is this Dude, I thought this movie at one point was going to have Ian McKellen and, and like Sir Ian McKellen and Dame Judi Dench fuck. <laughs> I thought they were going to fuck in this movie. I was prepared for that at a certain point. <laughs> I mean, oh, no. Like, the way some of them were looking, man. And like some scenes were just so incredibly dumb. Like Jennifer Hudson, like she would be like, like when she would be standing there or they're like, oh, who is that? Oh, piss, piss, purr, purr. She's 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 one of those cats we don't talk to or whatever and so she would be standing there and she'd be standing there for several scenes and then she would like look sad and then get on all fours and walk away sadly <laughs> and i was like what <laughs> and then i didn't understand why nobody liked her because they were like oh she used to run around with McCavity and then stopped and then got hit by a car so we don't like her I'm like, what the fuck is that? Exactly. That is bullying to the extreme. Well, it's not even that. It's it's just something. I don't even know what it is. Because, like I said, it was just weird how, like I said, everybody kept referring to McCavity as such a bad cat and all of this other stuff. And I never saw what was so bad about him. Ever. And yet somehow had wanted posters everywhere. Yeah. He just seemed like a rascal, like just kind of like a, I just want to be a troublemaker, like a, like a class clown type of thing. Not like a, I'm evil type of thing. The mid nineties, Walter, uh, Walter Matthau, Dennis the Menace character was more evil than McCavity was. <laughs> and he was just a small child that was curious. <laughs> I mean, I've got a cat. And she's just the tiniest little cat. And all she does is she just loves being petted and she loves giving kisses. And that's it. And she is infinitely more evil than McCavity was. <laughs> I just don't understand what made him so bad. Yeah, they definitely should have explained that. I mean, the only real villain quality I understood that cat to have was that uh, it made Idris Elba, Idris Elba less fuckable. <laughs> like that was the villain quality he had. I mean, anybody who's seen Star Trek Beyond, where Idris Elba is the main bad guy, and he all looks like an alien and shit like that, infinitely more fuckable in that movie than, than he is in Cats. <laughs> I just, I don't think anybody understands. Yeah. And also, why was old Deuteronomy the one who got to decide the Jellicle cat? And when did that tradition start? Like, how did that even happen? You know, it was just like a lot of unexplained things. Who knows? I mean, I still don't know what she was deciding. Right. <laughs> yeah. I still think she is just a murderer. <laughs> just like, which one of you do I want to kill the most kind of thing? Yeah. She's <laughs> like, oh, which one is going to upstage my spotlight as queen bitch? Right. <laughs> this one. Go die now. You actually probably would have preferred that movie over the one that you got. You say that, yet that's the movie I got. <laughs> I, 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 I don't mean that in a jest. I legitimately think that that was part of the plot of this movie. And if it's not, I'm sorry, the movie did not show that. I mean, I just, I'm at an utter loss for words with this movie. Like, I know a lot of people probably were like thinking, oh yeah, Sterling's going to go on a classic Sterling rant. 
I don't even know where to begin, though. That's the problem. <laughs> and I've got a cat behind me yelling at me right now. And I still just don't fucking know what to do with this movie. Like, I wish I could, be, you know, be more specific. And I wish that I could just break down all the stuff like I did for like 45 minutes with the movie Midsummer. But I just, I literally don't understand what happened in this movie at all. Like, you could come up to me and say that this is like an allegory for the War of the Roses between England and France. And I would just be like, okay, sure. I don't know. You could say that this movie is um, the a fictionalized account of the life of Sir Pounce, uh, King Tommen's cat from Game of Thrones. And I could not prove you wrong because I don't know what actually was going on. You could tell me that my cats in their spare time when I'm at work actually filmed this movie and all the actors in this movie were actually them doing impressions of this actor. And I could not tell you that that is not true. Yeah. I just, I, like, I want to say more, but I just, I don't know what to say. <laughs> like, I'm talking and just saying words, hoping that something will come to my mind. But I can't. Because, like I said, I don't know what this movie was about if it is not about cat murder. <laughs> Although I do stand corrected, um, Cats is the fourth longest running Broadway show. That was my bad. What, what, what's beating it? Do you want to guess on any of them? No, I don't. Maybe Justin does. My, my brain Would it hurts. be something like <laughs> The Phantom of the Opera, perhaps? Yep, that is the oldest one. Uh, Phantom of the Opera. Damn, I'm good. And then after that, actually, Justin, you should know this one. Chicago. Yes. The revival of it. It was open for like two years and then closed and then reopened. And then it was open for a long time. And then Lion King after that. Really? Well, at least huh. there's one good one. Yeah. Cool. And then Cats. So it says it is loosely based on the T.S. Eliot book, Old Possum's Book of Practical Cats. The more you know. Yeah. So I guess what it's saying is fuck T.S. Eliot. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So there's that. I mean... I'm not going to lie. I do kind of want to read that book. So maybe, maybe I'll understand what the fuck was going on in this. Cause other than that, I do not know. Yeah. I just, I'm frustrated by this movie. I really am. It just doesn't translate to film, man. I, I really feel like for it to be running that long and for it to be that popular, I imagine that this is wonderful watching it live. I, I bet anything the musical production, the dancing, I bet everything is just amazing. The lighting, I bet everything's amazing to watch it live. And I bet live, uh, some of these ideas probably translate a little bit better too. But in a film, you have to do some extra things, just like I talked about. You're, there's going to have to be some exposition and some things to put it all together, to, to, to make us understand. And the presentation... You have to tell the story a different way, but just simply putting the what was on stage on the screen and not really trying to make any necessary changes to try to make a coherent story was just a huge mistake. And then this art style that he had, like where it looked all crappy and digitized suits and weird looking backgrounds and graphics, it was just 
bad decision after bad decision after bad decision. I mean, that that's what this movie is. You just start the movie and you're like, okay, this is a weird decision to start like this. It's a weird decision for them to look like that. This song number is a weird decision. This is a bad decision. That's a bad decision. Like, I'm trying to think of anything that was a good decision, and I can't think of it. I can't. I can't. I'm really racking my brain well, here. <laughs> it ended. Yeah. It ended, it Justin. Ended. That was a good decision. I mean, I'm going to disagree with you, Justin, because I'm just going to say, if the stage play is just one one billionth similar to this movie, no, fuck it, too. <laughs> Damn. Man. Well, my mind may be wondering. I mean, because I'm assuming, I'm assuming the songs are the same, and those were just garbage. Yeah, I think the songs are pretty much the same. So, yikes! I mean, I really do think that they should have just been in makeup. Just do do makeup like the stage. I know they didn't want to use prosthetics or anything like that because they were worried about movement and all this other stuff. Fuck it, just do the makeup like the stage. That would have worked infinitely better because then I wouldn't have been as distracted by that part of it, and maybe I could have comprehended like five more lyrics. And it would have under, like made a modicum of a reasonable something. Do you guys have anything else on this? Nope. Why did the female cats have titties? <laughs> <laughs> That's a good question. Why did why did some of the cats actually have legitimate clothes? <laughs> so like, many why did questions. James Gordon's cat right. have like a tux on? Why did the tap dancing cat wear a conductor's <laughs> uniform? <laughs> Why did anybody if nobody did that did work on this film? Yeah, why did why did anybody who worked <laughs> on this film not just slap the director and go, "What the fuck are you doing?" <laughs> oh god! I mean, it was so odd. Did you guys have the same weird reaction I had when, like, the cat person would be looking at you, like looking at the camera or whatever, and then when they turned their head, it would just make you cringe that all of a sudden there was no humanity <laughs> left. Like it went from showing you all the humanity to abomination every time they turn their heads <laughs> or did you ever see like in the background like whenever it would do uh, a distant shot where you know you're seeing dancing up front or the cat is doing something up front but then in the background man all kinds of shit was jumping or like the 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 graphics of it looked jagged or i mean one time Oh, Deuteronomy was in the background, and I swear, like, the cat head was jumping up and down. It, it, it was like they didn't render it all the way or something. Like, you could see just graphical things well, happening. Like, poor shit happened. That, that does go to what I was, that does go to my next point. As far as I know, this will be the first movie that ever receives a patch in theaters. Because apparently this movie was rushed, and so they've they've spent a lot of time cleaning up the graphical work that they had problems with. I do know I've seen clips because I, I didn't notice any of this during the movie, but there were times that like they didn't render the hands, so like it would what the cats would still have a human hand and stuff like that. So they're going back and fixing all that, and I'm just sitting here thinking, why don't you just burn the movie? Why don't you just have it go to where now anytime anybody goes and sees the movie, all nine people in the world that might see this movie still it just be this like words that pop up on the screen and it's like hey we're sorry we bothered even trying to do this we're not going to do anything and just give everybody a hundred dollars and tell them to leave but i mean i don't know like i did i didn't see any of that shit justin like i said i was still trying to understand the first song so by the time old deuteronomy was on the screen I was still trying to figure out 
what an angelical cat was. I mean, I knew it meant angelical cat, but I still didn't know what that meant. So I was still trying to figure that out. I still don't know. I saw this movie days ago. I still have no idea. I thought about just getting on the internet and looking up the lyrics for these songs just so maybe retroactively I would understand more. But then every time I tried to do that, I would just get this headache and I would start trembling because I would start thinking about this movie more. So then I would just do That's something fair. else instead. I mean, I will say this. The one positive thing I have I had coming out of this movie is I ordered this very large 1.5 pound soft pretzel. It's called the Bavarian Legend. <laughs> Check one out at an AMC near you. And I hate it because some of the workers sometimes get lazy and they give me two nacho cheeses, which that's blasphemy. You eat mustard with the pretzel. So I had to go back out there to get mustard. But they've got this like little hot dog station thing where they've got other packets of condiments and they had a spicy brown mustard. So I got that also. And I will say the combination of spicy brown mustard and large Bavarian pretzel, <laughs> game changing. Excellent. And that's about it. That's the only positive thing I have about this movie is I learned the combination of a large soft pretzel and spicy brown mustard, which also don't get it confused. I've had spicy brown mustard before. It's delicious. I prefer it on a ham and cheese sandwich over a regular mustard. But that combination of it and that baking soda boiled baked good, it's just, it's it's special. Oh my. It's special. Good to know though. All right. All right, Justin, though, I think it's that time. What's your recommendation? Is it score? her? Oh, is it her? No, I really don't know. But my mind must confess, I believe it is old dude Robert-y. Uh <laughs> I must confess that uh, I really don't want you to spend money on this at the movie theater. I don't know how I could recommend this to someone. Though, I'm not going to lie to you. This has cult niche audience following written all over it. To me, I could totally see this being that movie where people get high and they watch it. Or, you know, artsy theater people types, people who like just that oddball type of stuff like genetic opera, which is another kind of crazy musical kind of like this. Though that one had a story, I'll give you that. It had a coherent story, but I hated that movie. And the funny thing is, is that I got into some, I, I went to, you know, traveling for wrestling and stuff. You meet a lot of different people. And when the genetic opera was brought up, I gagged, you know, tried to show my disgust for the film. And I mean, I was in a room. I remember I was in Amarillo and like several people came up to me and said, what? We love the genetic opera. You know, me and all my theater friends, we just we love that movie. We watch it every year and we'll all get together and watch it and stuff like that. And when I found out that that had a niche audience, I was like, damn, there are people that even like that. Those people would love this movie. <laughs> they're going to go. They're going to watch this. Yeah. Justin. Well, you, you answered your own question, dude. Amarillo, <laughs> I knew who gives you were going to say that. I knew you were going to say that. But there's uh, there's obviously an audience for this. And I just see this as one of those types of movies. It's going to be terrible. It's going to go down as one of the worst movies of 2019. But there are going to be people that are going to like it almost just because of that. So 
if you're one of those kind of people, if you like that oddball type of shit, man, if you're one of those people that this is kind of your thing, you like stuff that looks weird and eccentric and just kind of stupid, you're probably going to like this. But you're but but if that is you, you are probably the only person I can recommend this to. But as far as the general public and just somebody looking for a good movie, there are so many good movies out. So I implore you. I beseech you to watch something else. I can't possibly recommend this. So with that being said, uh, my score is going to be four. Never, never was there ever a cat so clever as magical Mr. Mustafa's doing magic tricks out of 100. Yeah, this is easily the worst movie I've seen all year. So, yeah. Heather, what about you? Yeah. Uh, th- no, I can't recommend this movie in any sort of way. <laughs> like, um, yeah, respect for the audacity, like you said. Like, that is the absolute most perfect way to describe it. <laughs> that this movie even exists. But um, it's, un- unfortunately, I just can't. Like, I can't recommend it for the songs or the acting or how it looks. I cannot recommend it for any reason. So, unfortunately, this is like a hard pass for me. Um, I am going to give it, I'll give it a, uh, I'll give it a six. Um, Jennifer Hudson was the only thing remotely worth watching out of a hundred. Um, I'm going to disagree with Justin for a little bit. Repo man, the genetic opera looks like a 15 time Tony award winning musical (laughs) compared to this garbage. (laughs) The fans, the fans of that, I give them more credit. I still don't think they would like this. I don't give a fuck if you're a theater kid or anything. There is literally nothing to like in this movie whatsoever. Um, This will be a first for me. Uh, If you really are dead set on watching this, I recommend you pirate it and do not reward these people with (laughs) a single cent for fucking making this movie. They don't deserve it at all. They don't deserve anything of yours. They barely deserve the bandwidth it would take to steal this movie. And that's still pushing it. It doesn't even deserve you typing the word cats on a keyboard into a search bar to steal this movie at all. I recommend this so little and think so little of this movie. I decline to give it a score. It's not worth it. Wow. Man. I refuse. And yeah, yeah. I just can't. Anything else? No, I'm good, but watch. Mark my words. Cult following in the making. Nope. Dude, it's not even making enough money to do that, dude. It's making such little money. Like, most cult movies at least make a little bit of money and then just blow up later. So little people are actually seeing this. I don't think it even has a chance to do that. Fun fact, James Corden, who's in it, has not even seen it. So... Take that in. And I am jealous. Didn't he say right. in an interview, I heard it's bad? Like, <laughs> I think I think something in that article, it was like he said when someone <laughs> asked him about it, he said, yeah, yeah. I, haven't, I haven't seen it, but I heard it's bad. Like, I'm telling you, man, this, it has all the ingredients. This is something that it, people will want. It's so bad that people are going to want to go see the car wreck. It's going to be after the fact. This is how it happens with these stupid movies like this. Like, it'll be after the fact that people will want to know what happened in the car wreck. Like, it, it's just, 
It is the nature of things. This is how it happens most of the time. I think it's such a horrific car wreck that people still can't bring themselves to watch it. (laughs) It's just so inhumane (laughs) and terrible. Like, my thing is... They won't even do that. I just... I'm just trying to understand, like you said, how did he convince all of these famous people to be in this? Like, I'm like, it's either people who maybe they, um, you know, they're old enough to remember seeing it like back in the day when it was still on Broadway and they loved it and thought that this would be great to do or people that just wanted a paycheck. Like, I'm like, it has to be one of the two because I don't understand anybody who would read this and be like, this is going to be a phenomenal movie. Let's do it. You know, like, I'm just like, how did this, I don't even know how it happened. I don't think they realized what it was going to look like. Probably not. And that's such a monumental factor in how bad this movie is, is that it really is visually distracting. Maybe that's one reason why I couldn't actually pay attention to these songs, because my brain could not comprehend both what was happening visually on the screen and things actually happening with sound. Right. Yeah, yeah. Like, I don't know. I just, fuck this movie, man. Um, Yeah, let's end it. I, I typically would say a bunch of shit, like check out the website and Facebook. Listen to another episode for that. I just can't even bring myself to do that. Um, I'm just going to end this by saying <laughs> Justin fucked up Moonlight once and said Moon Knight. He's clever and he's a cat. I fucking hate you so much. And he's a cat. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs>